are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. It is Friday, September 10th, 2021. Congrats on making it to the weekend, folks. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. I am your host, Ty Dane Gonzalez. You can find me at Dane Gonzalez on Twitter. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And on Seahawk Maven at SI.com. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. You can find him at CPAT11 on Twitter. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. And you can also find him at Seahawk Maven. Big Seahawks game coming up first game of the year on Sunday so if you want to see what we're writing about what we're talking about check out seahawkmaven.com and also be sure to check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk every now and then we post twice a week on there so visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that if you want but on today's episode of Locked On Mariners the M's are coming off a much needed off day and start a highly important three-game series against the Diamondbacks tonight at T-Mobile Park. We'll tell you why they need to sweep the D-backs again or at least take two of three. Then we'll discuss whether or not the Mariners should swing for the fences and consider calling up their top prospect if their chances of make the of making the postseason continue to trend upward. And finally, since we've been talking about the offseason quite a bit on this week's slate of Locked On Mariners, we're going to tell you why the bullpen should still be a priority this winter, despite how good it's been this season. If this is your first time joining us on Locked On Mariners, welcome to the show. Please give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. All right, Colby. Um, big series starting tonight between the Diamondbacks and Mariners, not necessarily because of the opponent. But when you're right in the middle of a postseason race with less than a month to go, every series is important. Every game is important for that matter. And, uh, you know, the Mariners now two games back of the Yankees for the second wild card in the AL. Of course, they still have a team to leapfrog before they can solely focus on who's sitting in one of those spots. But they are right there in it in a sweep or at least taking two or three from one of the worst teams in baseball this weekend could certainly boost their chances, especially with the biggest series of the year against the Red Sox coming up right after uh, pitching matchups on this one will be pretty much nearly identical to the ones we got in the series between these two teams last week tonight it's Marco Gonzalez versus Madison Bumgarner uh, then tomorrow uh, Chris Flexen versus Humberto Cassianos and on Sunday Yusei Kikuchi versus Tyler Gilbert what are your general thoughts heading into the series Colby yeah, that uh, you don't want to sweep, or sorry, you don't want to sleep. You do want to sweep, but you don't want to sleep <laughs> on the Arizona Diamondbacks. You got to remember, guys, we told you last time they played uh, this team that they were better in the second half than they were in the first half. And really since, you know, May and June were, were historically bad for them. But in the other months, they've been competitive. They've played close games. They even had a winning month in April. They're a different team right now because they have Cattell Marte back. Um, they have, you know, Zach Gallen back. They're a different team. So Madison Bumgarner is pitching pretty well right now, uh, relative to how he was last year, at least. So, yeah, don't sleep on them. And while we don't want to ever expect a sweep, it would go a long way if you could get that sweep, uh, particularly if New York and Boston continue to struggle. Um, mm-hmm. What you absolutely cannot do is you can't lose this series regardless of what the other teams do right like it doesn't matter like if they lose two or three but hey you know what 
New York lost two or three, and, and so did Boston. I, they might be playing each other. I don't know. But, like, yeah, so you didn't lose any ground technically that way, but now you set yourself up where you need a sweep of Boston to be in a playoff spot, and you still don't control anything because the Yankees are going to play better and, and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, this is an opportunity mm-hmm. to stack wins. And instead of mm-hmm. – and this is kind of the thing I've been, I'm have been i doing now, and it, it, it kind, it's kind of different now with – when you're two games back, like it's easier to track those. But for me, I've always been looking at how many wins do I think they need to get to to have a real mm-hmm. shot at the playoffs. And for me, my number's been 90. And so mm-hmm. to get to 90, winning two of these is huge. Winning all three is, is well, you, you can only you can only afford to lose eight games the rest of the way. If right, and you don't want to waste the right, and you don't want to waste those against you know, an, an inferior team, a better team than mm-hmm. they had been in, in May and June, but still an inferior team. So you absolutely mm-hmm. need to get two of those to have any shot, really, to get to 90. Um, and again, even to get to 90, you still have to probably five and two against Oakland. And I mean, you have to pull off some upset. You have to go two and three against, uh, you know, they have two and one against the Red Sox and all that stuff. So, but if you get a sweep, what you really buy is you buy a, pretty much a one game margin of error. And that's really what you're looking for here. So uh, mm-hmm. you want to sweep, but if they get two out of three, that should be good enough to keep them, you know, relevant, I guess is might mm-hmm. be the wrong word, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it, it doesn't really necessarily give, you know, provide a huge blow to their chances. It also doesn't really, you know, give them a, you know, huge increase either. It just kind of keeps them where they are. And uh, and if you can just do that going into the series with the, with the Red Sox, because that's ultimately what's most important here. And now you're in a position where you're two and a half behind the uh, the Red Sox, and the Red Sox have a pretty tough series uh, coming up here with the with the White Sox starting tonight before they come to Seattle. Um, you have you're in a position now where you know if you win a couple of those games, you could in theory surpass the Red Sox. So, um, yeah, anything you can do to set yourself up to do that during that series would be optimal. Um, and anything that's kind of less than than at least winning two games is uh, probably not not great for your for your chances. That, that means that you're probably going to have to bank on the unlikelihood of sweeping the Red Sox and going like five and two against the A's the rest of the way. Um, and that's not. You know, you don't want to set yourself well, up to be in that position. Right. You want to you want to take advantage of these few opportunities that you have to play against, you know, some not so great teams. And obviously, you can't really look at the schedule and, and assume anything with this uh, with the 2021 Mariners. But um, you know, you look at you know they got it. They got the series with the Diamondbacks. They got another series against the Royals, who played really well against them and beat them three times. But you know, they should be able to beat the Royals on paper. And then, you know, you got a couple series against the Angels as well. You got to take advantage of those opportunities if you're wanting if you're wanting to get into the playoffs. And uh, and that starts tonight. Yeah, these are uh, these are opportunities. Right. And it's again, it's it's very difficult to. You know, only losing eight games the rest of the way is it's it's a tall task particularly mm-hmm. if you don't win these series against you know the three inferior teams that are still on your on your schedule the Diamondbacks the Royals and the Angels so uh, you need to win all those series um, 
Otherwise, you're going to have to sweep uh, Boston and do something crazy against Oakland, like go five and two, or, or even or even six and one to have a shot. So, mm. um, I think you're buying a margin of error with a sweep. Um, if you win two out of three, then you're it's fine, it's acceptable. You're still in it, but losing the mm. series, I I don't see how you bounce back from that. And yet they probably will. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of just been their MO is like every time it seems like they're dead in the water, here they come again. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, say that they uh, say that they do sweep the Diamondbacks and potentially get within you know one game of the postseason, even tie or even maybe take a spot. Who knows what happens the, you know the next three days with the Red Sox and the Yankees. But, you know, at that point, is it time to start taking any and all necessary shots to, to make it happen? We'll discuss that in a moment. But first, let's talk about our new sponsor, NetSuite. Slow is just right if you're on vacation, a sloth, or describing QuickBooks. More like slow books, am I right? It sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system, because NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make sense of your books while your competitors sprint ahead. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control since switching to NetSuite. And right now, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked on right now. Get special financing at NetSuite.com slash locked on. NetSuite.com slash locked on. Don't you hate it when you're out and about and hunger strikes, but the only convenient options are unhealthy and going to make you feel worse in the end? That doesn't have to be the case anymore if you choose Built Bar. Built Bar is providing folks with a healthy, nutritious, and delicious alternative for snacking. Built Bar has a plethora of delicious flavors ranging from coconut to cookies and cream, mint brownie, and so much more. Overwhelmed by the amount of good options, then try one of their mix boxes, which gives you two bars per nine flavors. And each bar includes 17 to 18 grams of protein, with calories ranging from the low, low numbers of 130 to 180. They only have four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. And all the flavors are amazing, tasty, and most importantly, healthy. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. So Colby, this is a uh, this is a topic that you brought up on our Patreon show, I believe, last week. Yeah, maybe it was Monday. Can't remember. Either way, patreon.com forward slash control zone if you want to hear that, by the way. Uh, I believe the way it started was we were talking about the current state of the Mariners outfield, how Jake Fraley is on the IL, Jared Kelnick is still struggling, and we were saying how you know little options they have down in the minors to give them a better shot the rest of the way here but you mentioned mostly in jest i would assume the possibility of calling up top prospect Julio Rodriguez to see if he can push them over the hump in the final few weeks of the season and you know now at at, at, st- at the start of the year to be fair you know Jerry Depoto did say that there was a chance we could see Julio in September obviously things have changed the state of the season has changed for the Mariners the mission has changed and uh, Julio has played a lot of baseball the last year he played winter ball in the Dominican spring training started out in high A dominated participated in Olympic qualifiers for the Dominican Republic 
got called up to double A, then went to the Olympics, had a really good showing there, won bronze, and is now back in double A where he's slashing a ridiculous 362, 470, 507 with four home runs and 19 RBI in 37 games. But also, that's just 166 plate appearances above high A. So, is there anything that would convince you to call up Julio this year or at least make you think twice about it? I mean, I want to say no, uh, because at the end of the day, I, I don't think it's it's wise to call up Julio um, right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And then by the time it, it might make sense, there's probably a week left in the year. And it's like, how big how, how are you going to trust putting that guy in your lineup? A rookie, you know, in the middle of a pennant race. Um, however, <laughs> the guy's really good. <laughs> And yeah. what the Mariners are running out there, particularly in left field right now, is not. Heck, even center field could use some improvement. Although, you know, small sample size alert here. But in September, Jared Kalnick is hitting 276, 323, 448. And if he does that the rest of September, then that's that's really good. That That's, a, like, that's like adding a, a quality major league bat right there. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that's the case. But... To me, the answer is still no. Um, I just, I, I don't know, like, do I trust Julio more than I trust? And keep on, do I trust Julio at 21, right? Who, coming off of a double-A, not even playing in triple-A, seeing how the guys who have played triple-A baseball struggled, the Trammells, the the Kelnicks, the Raleigh's, and all that stuff, um, that, gap, that jump is just so huge. It's like, is it, am I really going to get better production out of Julio for two weeks and I am from Bowers and Marmaleos. I mean, we'd like to think so, but we also thought Kelnick was going to be pretty good when he came up and, and well, you tell me. So Mm. yeah, I I think the answer for me is no, because I don't trust that Julio is better than what they have out there right now over the next two or three weeks. I mean, over the long run, absolutely. But even next year, absolutely. But for right now, eh, no, like I, I know I'm supposed to be definitive about this, but it, it really is like, like if if they call him up, right? Like hypothetically, let's say they call up him and, and Matt Brash, which we talked about yesterday. Let's mm. say they call him up for the Red Sox series. I mean, am I going to be like, oh, this is so dumb? This, I mean, how like how could you do this? Like this is this is a dumb idea. No, I'm going to be too pumped to to care really. But mm-hmm. yeah, is, is it? I just, I'm going to say no. Like, that's my final answer. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if they're really like fun. tied, it would. I mean, if, if they're like tied with like for the last spot, right, going into the final week, then you just want even just a bench guy or, or you know, some you, you're going up against a couple of lefties that you have favorable matchups against. Like, I mean, I guess Andrew Heaney's not, not, in, uh, not in Anaheim, Anaheim anymore. anymore, but. You know what I mean? Like if you if there's a run of lefties and you want to just give him those at bats, then I guess fine. But ultimately, no. I I think I'll just you know let him play out the rest of this year, and then uh, see him in spring training in uh, 2022. I all right. So when you first brought this up, um, when we talked about this, I I, I was immediately opposed to it. But then we talked about it more, and I kind of convinced myself. Yeah, you <laughs> did. I, yeah, and. Um, 
here's what I think about it, or at least what I dream on when I think about this. What if, because he's so new to the league and the league is so new to him, that he can at least give you Kyle Lewis in September of 2019 production? Where, yeah, he strikes out a bunch, but he also comes up with a, you know, couple home runs. You know, I mean, uh, Kyle Lewis hit five when he came up and uh, had some doubles and stuff and, uh, you know, helped that team, even though that they weren't really competing at the time. Uh, but it helped them, you know, win a couple games um, towards the end of the year there, you know, against the Reds, against the Pirates, etc. What if he could do that for you? You know, because that would be pretty useful, especially when you're running out Jose Marmaleos. Etc. in left field hey, right hey, now. Hey. Jose Marmaleos hate will not YouTube, be tolerated. YouTube player of the game, Jose Marmaleos. Thank you. But uh <laughs> but I mean like could he at least do that for you? Yeah. I don't think the answer is absolutely no. Like I, I think there is a chance that that could happen yeah. and if you're in a playoff race, I feel like you should maybe take that shot. I think like even now being two games back you ha- i think you have to at least consider taking that shot because yeah. i mean what's let me ask you this what is the worst that could happen by calling up julio the absolute like disaster and and, and not injury because injury can happen every, anywhere no matter where he's playing so what like aside from that I don't think it's going to like destroy his development or anything. Him coming up for a couple weeks, you're no. you're you can still service time him and all that stuff next year. So, to mm-hmm. you, what is the worst possible outcome by calling up Julio? Uh, that he is flat out bad, like really, really bad, and he actually hurts your chances. Um. But would Which you are push it? Quite small. So would you push it though? Like if you called him up and he like just looked completely overmatched in the first two games or whatever, would you continue pushing that envelope? I mean, you kind of have to because I mean, you're you're not going to say, oh well, two games he looked pretty bad. So it's like, yeah, but it's two games. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and again, the the gap between AAA and Major League Baseball has never been higher. So what is yeah. what do you think that says about the gap between AA baseball and the mm-hmm. majors? I mean, is Julio that special? That he can handle because I mean you look at like look at Wander Franco, right? Mm-hmm. Guy played in triple A. You know, he didn't come from straight from double A. And 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 it's just is he as good as Wander Franco? I don't think so, but you know, maybe. Um so yeah, I just I feel like if you call him up and you just, you know, put him on the bench after he struggles for a couple of games, that just defeats the whole purpose. Mm-hmm. You're either riding with the upside or you're not. So um if you call up Julio, he needs to be in the lineup, you know, four or five times a week. And if, if there's a particular matchup against a tough righty and you want to use Bowers out there in left field, who, by the way, been pretty good since August. Um, mm. You know, granted, they're they're really picking and choosing their matchups, which, I mean, hey, why wouldn't you? But yeah. uh, since August, uh, August 1, Jake Bowers is hitting 273 with a 396 on base. We'll ignore the slugging for now. Mm-hmm. Not important that he's only slugging 318. Not important. Um, but... But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't think you should call him up and then be like, okay, you're just here to to sit and learn. Like, if you're going to call him up, he needs to play every day. And I guess the worst thing that could happen is that he's actually worse than 
what you're doing in right or what you're doing in left field right now. And I mean, if it is worse, it, it's not going to be that much worse, right? Because what sure. you have in left field now is, is yeah. pretty bad. Well, that's the thing is like you're getting a lot of offers out of that position anyway. So it's like, all right, now if he comes up. <laughs> sure. But, uh, but like if he well, comes up and he, hours, by the way. But if he comes up and he gives you, you know, oh for four, et cetera, every night, you're not really, you know, that's not really moving the needle one way or the other that much because right now you're getting that a lot from that, from that position, or at least from one of your batting order spots in general. Anyway, um, I don't know, man. I, I just, I think like if you do sweep the diamondbacks, right. Mm hmm. I think you should legitimately consider this, <laughs> like, like, like legitimate, like, like you were talking about with the with the brash call up and all that. Why not also call up Julio? Because at that point, I mean, you need a spark to get over this hump because the odds are still insurmountable. You know, you're even if you're tied with the Red Sox, the odds are still not in your favor because the Red Sox mm-hmm. are a much better team than you are. The A's are probably a much better team than you are, at least on paper. Yeah. Uh, not bullpen wise. Head to head matchups say differently. <laughs> yeah, but, the head to head matchups. The head to head matchups for a lot of these teams with the Mariners yeah. says differently. The Blue Jays, except you for know? the Yankees. Yeah, yeah except, except for the Yankees. Yankees. <laughs> except for the Yankees. And a and bit Tigers. of the, and a bit of that was uh, a bit of that was also Yankee Stadium. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like and, and that umpiring, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I never so, want to think about that. I would never want to think about so that series ever again. Anyway, I just I, I think like you need to do whatever it takes to give you maybe that spark that just like because you're you if you get in, it's gonna take something that none of us could even imagine in our wildest dreams, right? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that might be the thing. I think it might be Julio Rodriguez coming up and like I said, having kind of a Kyle Lewis in September of 2019 type of month, right? Which is not like extraordinarily good, but he can give you some power. And there's a chance that you might run into one, you know? Yeah. And then there's yeah. the very and then there's the very, 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 very small chance that he just pops. Right? <laughs> you know? Sure. I mean, I guess the thing is, is like a, a hidden element of this. Like if you really want to, want to jack up the fan base and you really want to get, you know, people in, in the gates for the, there's only like what, like eight home games left or something like that. Like it's crazy. Uh, there's one more Sunday game. Uh, well, after, after this weekend, there's only one more weekend series. Uh, we're, we're that late there into the year. 12, so. 12 home games. Out of how many games? Out of so is it an even split? Uh, I believe there's 23 games left. Yeah. Oh, three, okay. I thought it was a. Uh, they got 22 games I thought, left. So 12 at oh, home, okay. I thought, 10 on the I thought, road. I thought it was a road heavy back end, but it's not. But mm-hmm. either way, only 12 home games left. Uh, you want to get people into those gates here? Go ahead, and sweep the Diamondbacks, and shortly after you 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 win on Sunday. Announce that you're calling up Julio Rodriguez and Matt Brash for that Boston series. Yeah. See what that does to your fan base. I might, uh, I might hop on a plane myself. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, you got to save up money so that you can know you're going to fly to Seattle and then we're going to do a cross country road trip down to Arizona for spring training. 
So you got to save up money for that. Um, but uh, you guys can follow our journey, by the way, on YouTube. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it would, it would carry that level of excitement though, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Mariners are, are much must watch at that point. So, mm-hmm. um, by the way, Sunday sets up really nice. And I know we got to run to our next segment, but I'm just going to say this Sunday Seahawks play at 10 AM Mariners play at one. That's a great day. Ooh, that's great awesome. sports day right there. Coming up, we're going to tell you why the uh, the bullpen still needs to be a focus of the Mariners this offseason. But real quick, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus by using promo code LOCKED ON. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers they have available for the 2021 season. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so Colby, we've we've talked about, you know, uh, third base, starting pitching, outfield, second base, uh, pretty much every position group under the sun that the Mariners need to focus on this offseason catcher as well. Um, but one that you've kind of pushed back a little bit on with me is um, is uh, the bullpen. I, I've talked a lot about wanting to improve the bullpen still, uh, to focus on the bullpen, to add to the bullpen this winter. And um, look, you know, they have Paul Seawald, they have Drew Steckenrider, uh, they have Diego Castillo. All these guys have been really good for them. The, the bullpen is one of the best units in baseball. And they're going to be adding Andres Munoz to that. They're going to be adding Ken Giles to that next year. Um, we already know that. But I still think, you know, for a few reasons that they should continue to add to it because why not? And, and I'm talking, and I'm not just talking about taking flyers like Jerry DePoto has, which has been great, by the way. Paul Seawald, one of those guys, Drew Steckenrider, another one of those guys. But, you know, bullpens are always changing. Right, they're, they're, You cannot rely on any single reliever aside from maybe a select few in Major League Baseball. Guys can blow up at any given time. And even with how good a Seawall, the second rider at Castillo, etc. have been, who knows? Really, that's, that's still an uncertainty. And I would like to, you know, cover all the bases here. And I wouldn't mind if the Mariners took five or six million dollars or maybe even eight million dollars and invested in a pretty good reliever maybe even two uh this winter 
Um, you know, I, I don't really have a specific name in mind. I don't really care. I, uh, I'll leave that up to Jerry DePoto because he's pretty good at determining who fits in his bullpen. But yeah, I think, you know, for, for, uh, for those reasons and for the fact that, you know, for some things that we've heard that I don't want to get into on here though, but, uh, you know, Drew Steckenrider might not be around, you know, you might want to take advantage of Paul Seawald's value and see what you could get for him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think relief pitching is a bigger need for this team heading into the winter than it than it initially seems. I think Jerry's always looking to add to the bullpen. Um, I think any any good team is looking to add to its bullpen, and and there are going to be vacancies just out of free agency. You're going to lose Doolittle. You're going to lose uh, Smith. You're going to lose Hector Santiago, even though he's not on the roster right now. Um, you know, you're, you're, go- you're going to lose Matt Andres as well. They're all free agents. So, you know, there's three spots right there for if you count Santiago. And, and obviously, you know, Giles and, and Munoz are going to take two of those. Uh, and you're carrying a heavy bullpen right now anyways. So, look, like if you just roll with what you have next year, on paper, the bullpen is fine. Like it's good. Mm-hmm. even. But you're also relying on guys who have only done things once or for half a year even, mm-hmm. you're relying on them to be exactly what they were this year. You're relying on Paul Seawall to be exactly what he's been this year, which, I mean, maybe. It's certainly possible, but we've seen him do it since May, and nothing else in his career would tell you that he's this good. So maybe he is, but we don't have that evidence. I mean, really, aside from Diego Castillo, there there are questions up and down this bullpen. Even Giles, um, you know, he's coming off with Tommy John. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a while to get your feel back. So uh, same goes for Munoz and, and Johan Ramirez has been great for the last month or so. Well, he wasn't too great the month before. So, I mean, it, you know what I mean? It's just like, there are a lot of questions here. You talked about Stecken Rider. Stecken Rider to me, I, I feel pretty confident he's getting traded off of what we heard yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have that opening there. And you look at the, you know, the, the reliever class that's available this year. Um, it's kind of, you know, whatever you want it to be. It's, it's, do you just want to, uh, like a guy pretty cheap, but reliable in the middle innings? I mean, well, you can go sign Steve Ciszek or Alex Colomay or Chris Davinsky or, or Jaime Garcia or, or Michael Givens, or you can go spend a little bit of money and go get Kendall Graveman or Rysel Iglesias or, or, you know, Ian Kennedy, although Kennedy's been really bad with Philly. I don't know if you saw that, but mm. It's amazing. Guys go to Philly and they just suck coming out of the bullpen. <laughs> um, or you can go get one of my favorite guys, which is Colin McHugh. Spend a little bit of money there. So mm-hmm. Adam Ottavino or, you know, go bring back Joe Smith for a couple million bucks or, or whatever it is. You know, there's there's a lot of guys. Andrew, your boy Andrew Chafin's a free agent. So okay. right. um, there, there are a lot of guys out there that make a lot of sense for this bullpen. And again, if one of the one of the quickest ways to close the gap between you and more talented teams is to have a better bullpen. And we've seen that play out this year. Yeah. The Mariners are where they are because their bullpen is is has been elite, basically. Mm-hmm. That's how they're able to stay so close with teams that they're clearly out talented by. But they have better bullpens. Mm-hmm. So they stay in games longer. Yeah. And they're That's able to win games because so. teams have worse bullpens. Right. You look at the yep. You know, we talked about the head to head matchups earlier, talking about like the Blue Jays and the A's. Well, what are those teams' biggest issues? Bullpen. And yep. I mean, you look at, at just this wild card race in general, Red Sox and Yankees, their bullpens, not too great either. 
mm-hmm. so you know uh, th- that's been the the driving force of this team and, and you want to i just i think you should just continue to add to that strength yeah it's a it's a huge strength of yours and you have a lot of guys that you feel like you can um at least you know write in pen for next year but i don't know i, I again like you know I, I i was talking about um possibly exploring the trade market for seawald I mean, that guy has been one of the best relievers in baseball this year. And the last time you traded one of your one of the best relievers in baseball, you got Jerry Kelnick out of it. And now I'm not saying that Paul Seawald's going to get you what Edwin Diaz got you, but there's certainly value there. And for a team that's looking to take that next step, I think you should at least explore it, especially when you have Ken Giles, who's one of the best relievers in baseball when he's healthy, coming. And you also... Have gotten Diego Castillo, and you could still go out and add someone else through free agency, through the trade market, etc. So, trading Paul Seawald shouldn't be off the table. Trading Drew Steckenrider is probably on the table, and you know, at that point, who knows? Uh, you know, Anthony Masevich might have some some interest. Who knows? But either way, I think. This uh, this bullpen should still be added to and and possibly retooled before the season starts, because you just you never know with these things. The relievers are just all over the place. You really you really don't know who's gonna pop, who's not, who's gonna fall off, and these things these things change all the time. So for that reason and for all the other reasons we listed, I just I think that you absolutely need to uh, to go in on the on the bullpen again this uh this winter and we know that you know jerry's gonna make some of those you know waiver wire pickups etc you know those uh, the minor league signings etc like the paul seawalls and like the drew second writers but i also i would like to see them spend some money there as well not uh, not a considerable amount of money like i don't want them signing a 14 million dollar reliever you know i don't even know if that guy exists in this free agent market but um you know i also don't want them to just do that you know the 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 waiver wire scouring pretty much, and and go you know get a Colin McHugh or someone like that. I think that would really help them and would really shore up that bullpen. So um so yeah so that's gonna do it for today's show and uh, that's gonna do it for the week. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff down in the description below of this episode. Have yourself a beautiful day, a beautiful baseball day, rather. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.